I want to, um, and thank you for joining us tonight. I, I, we're going to, Wednesdays I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy getting a word that we kind of work out as we go. We kind of come together and get some scriptures and kind of draw things out. And um, I, uh, you know, Patsy talked about something on Sunday that, um, that, she said she had a, a vision of Jesus, and he was more or, uh, authority, uh, had more authority, not so just, it wasn't just executive, that, that's the word, executive. He was more, um, you know, business-like, and, um, and she got the impression he's going to have it his way. And, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking about that, there's a couple passages. I, I want to look, first of all, at our reading today. So we have a, um, a daily reading. Is that the wrong place here? All right. Is that better? Okay. Um, and I'm just going to believe this is going to work. All right. Yes. Um, so I want to, uh, you know, there's When you're going to go, when you're taking a job, we have some people that are getting new jobs and doing new things. And, and, and when you go in to, to, to uh, take a position, I mean, uh, Levi's going to be working for Tesla. And you know what's really cool about Levi working for Tesla? Everything's going to change at Tesla once Levi arrives. Right? He's going to go in. You know, they got a few things going all right. But, but when Levi gets there, I mean, we're talking. They're going to start doing it Levi's way. <laughs> and <laughs> right, I, think, I think Elon's kind of got it figured out, right? It's like uh, whenever you go to work uh, and you hook up with somebody that's got it down, uh, the best thing to do is to hook up with what they're doing, right? Uh, to not, to, you might have some ideas, but uh, wow, why not hook up with what, what is already working? And um, this is kind of the, the crux of what I want to touch on tonight is, is he has a way. And, and we're going to work through this because his way includes us. It's very much about us. And so, you know, I was thinking, sometimes um, we sing some songs that, that have to do with us. And I really like songs that just have to do with God. When we're praising him, when we're exalting God. Uh, it's like, it, it, it's so wonderful to just talk about God. But here's the thing about God uh, that we're going to see here is his way is for him to be glorified not just apart from us, but through us. And so, it, 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 it would be nice to just say, we just magnify you, God. But he said, no, I want to be magnified in you. Because my whole purpose in sending Christ was not just so that you could see Christ, but that he could live in us. And his whole purpose being accomplished is us being victorious. So this song that we were singing here, it's actually glorifying God when we don't fall. <laughs> How many have fallen? 
you know what, we might fall again. But we've, given, we've been given a scripture that says that we don't have to because we've been given a relationship with God. Amen? And so when we acknowledge that and we just say, okay, God, I'm not just going to assume that I'm going to fall all the time. I'm not going to make that who I am. That's not my identity, a fallen, you know, and, and <laughs> we are still in a human shell. We are still on this earth, but we have the nature of Christ in us. Amen. And because of that, we can't, there, there's, there's going to be another way for us that's going to require us hooking up. With Elon Musk, no, <laughs> you know, with, with something that's beyond who we are. And I'm really challenged in this because especially, I, I think sometimes the biggest challenge is for people that have grown up in the church. Because we get used to doing things a certain way. Actually, religious things can be this way. And we're going to look at this because... For his way to be accomplished, we got to let go of everything. Everything that isn't based upon the word of God and, and an assumption that I'm just a, a worm that is going to, and, and I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just observing circumstances. No, we're supposed to be more than conquerors in circumstances. We're supposed to be victorious, amen? So for that to happen, we're going to have to take on another way, okay? And so I, I just have uh, several scriptures I want to get to here. We go. So this was our, our uh, reading today. How many have been following along and reading our, our chapters every day? Yeah, I've enjoyed this because here, here's my approach to it every time is, is I want to get not just one scripture out of there. I want to kind of get an overview of what Paul's talking about in these scriptures. So what we're doing, we're going through the New Testament just a chapter a, a day, and you can get through the whole thing in a year. And, um, and we have a WordPress set up for this, so you can comment and do stuff like that. So that's, that's what we've been doing. And I, I usually do it about 2 o'clock in the morning. So, because, I don't know, my clock has gotten used to this. Uh, I have this, I don't know if it's just my time with God or what, but it's when I get, kind of get inspired a little bit, if I can keep my eyes open. So sometimes I'm kind of concerned about what I'm actually writing. But, but, but I... I <laughs> But, so I have to go back and look at it later and make sure it was okay. But anyway, um, I, uh, from our reading this morning, there's a couple passages I, I just want to look at in Second Thessalonians uh, uh, chapter one, and, and this is starting in the ninth verse. There it says, "There shall be." Uh, so, with the Thessalonians, they're going through some trials. They're going through some tribulations. They're uh, um, they're, they're they're being persecuted, and it seems like there's a lot. You know what? Things were not just wonderful back in in the New Testament. They were going through a lot. Uh, most of the most of the letters have to do with what people are going through, and to be victorious and then not to give up on their faith. And so they're going through this, and he he's addressing this. It, it was kind of interesting because he he was saying, you, you know what what's happening in the trial that you're going through is is God is going to cause you to go through this period victorious and know that what it looks like you're being persecuted by, God's actually has a judgment for that. And I you know we don't like to talk about God's judgment, but he he's a judge, <laughs> and there's going to be punishment for those who don't believe in him. 
And, you know, I'm sure he's a just God and it's going to be right. But he's addressing this and he said, there shall be, uh, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. So what he's saying is you might be going through something, but you're going through it. With the, with the glory of God. You have the presence of God. If you can focus on that when you're going through something, you are not without. And you don't have to, what is the fall that hurts? It's not the fall of sin. It's the fall of giving up on your faith. And that's what we can hold on to. That's what we can be victorious in. Amen? It says, so these, though, are going to, they're going to be separated from my, my glory and my power When he comes in that day to be glorified, and this is the phrase that I saw in this that I thought, that's amazing. The word that became flesh, that was from the beginning, that created everything. How is he going to be glorified? You see that? It says, in his saints. That's how he's going to be glorified. Wow, me? That's his way. He, you know, he's already done all this other stuff. <laughs> but now I'm going to be glorified in those that I sent my son to redeem. <clears throat> and to be admired among all those who believe. Because our testimony among you was believed. What is that testimony? Christ in us. Amen. So let's go down to the, uh, the 11th verse. Then it says, Therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be, and he says this again, be glorified how? Oh, in the clouds with, with bright lights and, and thunder and no in us. Is that amazing? It's like this just does not make sense. So you're going to have a great return. How would you plan it? Well, we want to keep everybody that's just, you know, human out of the way. And let Jesus just be magnified and, you know, put a bunch of angels around him with trumpets and stuff like that. And, and, and then we could just, um, you know, all just be bowing down before. Well, I don't know. I'm sure that, that will be part of it, too, you know. But, but how does this say? This is kind of given the way that, that God's passion and the passion of Jesus, his whole purpose in coming in, in creation, in, uh, in, in, in humanity, is for this work that he accomplished on the cross to bear fruit in us. What is that going to be? Is that going to be people just barely making it through life? Is it going to be people just, you know, enduring and and moaning and and complaining? (laughs) I'm imagining that the ones that he's going to be glorified in and, and, and this is actually a faith statement that Paul is making, I believe, is that if you could go back to that, I need to, I need to refer to that. Yeah. 
he's saying, this is who you are. Don't you like how God says that about us? You know, we might be sitting in our own puddle of self-pity or something else, but God still sees us. If we've received Christ, he sees what the potential is. He sees what the work is. He, he's going to be glorified when those seeds of the word get inside of us and they produce more than conquerors. When they produce life in us. Amen? <laughs> that he may be glorified in you and you in him. According to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that interesting? So grace is, the purpose of grace isn't just to wonderfully save us from our past sins. But it's to empower us to glorify God with the life that we live. Amen? All right, let, now let's go to this next one. So we are the display of his accomplished purpose. I love this passage. It says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ's triumphal procession. It's like we are being presented. <laughs> I just believe this, this, is, this is an ongoing revelation that we have to take on. If we're actually going to take on his way, we have to see ourselves how he sees us. Right? He says, thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ's triumphal procession and through us spreads the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. You know, I was having a discussion with my, my sister about this. I forget the exact details of it, but, you know, our, our, our world is in peril right now. In fact, the church, I believe, is, is kind of sketchy. Because we've been pursuing just trying to make it popular. Wrapping Jesus up in, in lights and smoke. And, and, you know, we can have a good time. I like, sometimes I like turning the lights off just because we can, you know, we can just get focused on him. And so, you know, it's not all bad. In fact, that's partly what I want to talk about tonight. It's, it's not tearing other people down. But, but, um, but his work is wanting to be accomplished in us so I was talking about uh, to, to Patsy about that and and um, it, it came to me I don't I don't even know if I mentioned this to her but you know it's very simple his way for him to be glorified for him to be magnified it's not going to be our way it's not going to be something that we come up with it's going to be his way and we're going to get to it a, a little bit later and and it's something that we can participate in but we're going to have to abandon the alternatives. We're going to have to take on some changes in how we see things, how we see ourselves. Amen? All right. So for his way, there must be abandonment of ours. And so I was, I was looking at this passage, and we're familiar with this, but I wanted to just see it from a different standpoint because Paul was somebody that was established in a way that was very much, it, it was the old covenant for one thing, but it was very religious and he was very devout to it. He was very much married to it to the point of exclusion of anybody that was outside of it, right? Right? 
And as much as that was right in its time, in this new time, there was something that was going to, uh, I don't want to use this word, but trumpet. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be over that. It's, it's, it's going to overtake even what, what meant so much to him. Uh, uh, you know, call it a sacred cow or something. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> you just don't eat these items. And, you know, there, there's very practical reasons why some of this stuff was put into place. Some of it was for health reasons, you know. And God put some of these things into place. But, in fact, he, he told them not to associate with other people. So that was true, too. But God is not locked into something. I mean, his word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But he's wanting to do a new thing in the world today that might require us letting go of how we see people. Maybe other people in the church. You know what I mean? And it's not that we are abandoning a foundation that is, that is right. But what is his way? And we're going to have to be able to, to let go of what we might get exclusive about that makes sense okay so let me just read through this so about noon remember um peter's up on the roof right dreaming about hot dogs and barbecue and, <laughs> and kosher stuff oh that's right <laughs> uh, chicken or whatever I know. about noon the following day as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. So what happened before that? That Cornelius, right? And and his he 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 instructed his servants to go and and find Peter. Actually, actually he was he was told to do that, right? Um, and um, so his servants were on their way, and, and Peter went up on the roof to pray, and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into pizza dream <laughs> he fell he fell into something that was inspired by his stomach <laughs> and he saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners and he started to salivate he said ah it's a menu i can't wait to eat but it was the wrong menu it contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And what did he do? He said, surely not, Lord. <clears throat> Elon Musk came into the, <laughs> into the office and he said, do this. And you said, surely not, Elon, we're not doing that. <laughs> all right, I was trying to kind of keep the, the theme going there. But... Uh, Peter replied, he's talking back to God. <laughs> I just, I just want to identify with this and say, if God's wanting to do something, I don't want to tell him no. Because it doesn't fit into what I think is right. You know what I mean? I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. So here's what it goes to. Most of the time, if God's leading us outside of what we feel, we've established as our religious righteousness, you know? 
Oh, we know this. We, we have a, a well-established understanding of this truth, and we're not going to depart from that. And I'm not talking about anything in particular, but, <laughs> but I could, right? There's, a, there's some things. And if you'll see, the main reason why this is being done is when it makes you become prideful and exclusive or, uh, beyond somebody that you're actually supposed to be touching. Because maybe you know more. And they aren't fitting in to what you know. Right? So the voice spoke to him a second time. <laughs> I'm getting a switch. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to... No. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. I don't know about you, but... Um, so my father was was saved um, from a cowboy lifestyle, smoking, drinking, cussing, all those kinds of things, playing cards, mixed bathing. <laughs> 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 you know and so so when when he got when he had a relationship with God everything that he related to that old lifestyle he said I'm not doing that anymore and you know what it sounds kind of funny when I say this but for him there's another way I'm going now whatever it takes to follow that way I'm going to do it amen now, here's what happened for me, though. So I'm following along in his leadership, and now I begin to see myself as different than the world, which is good. But if I'm not careful, I, I can see myself as exclusive from the world. Can, can you see that a little bit? And, and what we believe is above what other denominations believe. So we don't really necessarily want to hang out with them at all. <laughs> this making sense? Yeah. And so I'm just going to let this fall where it may. But, but do you see that there's a, God isn't looking at people the way we do. Because of how wonderful we've become. Because of our wonderful relationship with him. It hasn't set us apart in a way that God's saying, you know what? I am saying the same thing about them that I've said about you. That unless I said that about you and applied grace to it. Except for the grace of God, there go you. Amen. The only thing that we have is the mercy and the favor of God. What we know doesn't elevate us above anything. Amen. Now, it's not that we, we don't value what we have, but where is our heart? And it always goes, it, whenever God's going to take us another way and we're going to have to abandon something, it's for the purpose of people. And that's what was happening in this time. The Gentiles, people, they weren't even allowed to associate with that much. They're going to stand back in disbelief and watch them being filled with the Holy Ghost right before their eyes. It wasn't their way. 
they wouldn't have allowed it. But God's wanting to do something that might not look right to us. Amen? And I want to just say, God, strip me of, strip me of anything that's exclusive. I, I, I just want to pretend like I'm a clean slate here before you. That's the attitude, anyway, that Peter had to get to in order for the way of God to begin to make a way to us right now. now. I don't know if we have any Jews here today, but most of us are Gentiles. And most of us are blessed with this truth because of Peter's obedience to follow a way that he wasn't comfortable with. Amen? I'm not just him, but you know, that, that same thing had to happen. So let's go to Colossians uh, 1, 21. So when Jesus came along, what was he? <laughs> the reason he got crucified, the reason why he was not accepted at all by the religious people is because he was way out of their way. Isn't that amazing? The way of God was not fitting into something that people perceived as being established by him before this other way came. Right? And the, the reason why Jesus, the reason why we have what we have in new life today is because of a great separation and it was because of the heart of God for us. Right? So when he was presenting the body of his flesh, this was completely contrary to what these people could begin to accept because they were so established in their elevated sense of who they were because of what they knew, right? And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. So here's the work of the Father through Christ. Through his flesh, he accomplished something, and he had to come in the flesh. He couldn't just come as, a, as the Son of God in the Spirit. He had to take on the position of man so that in the flesh, completely contrary to anything that had ever happened before, he could become our sacrifice, right? Please go back. Um, and in the body of his flesh, through death, and the whole purpose of this wasn't just to give us a ticket to heaven. wasn't just to, to make it so that now we could know more than somebody else. It wasn't to separate us from somebody. What does it say there? I really like this word. It says reconcile, right? Where is that word in there? Um, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above all reproach in his sight. I guess we need to keep going, don't we? Um, go to the next. If indeed you continue. So there's a contingency. You know, a lot of people, it's not anything that we do in ourselves. It's all the work of grace. It's all the power of the Spirit that enables it. But we, just like we chose Christ in the beginning, we have to choose his way. And what was the purpose of his way? To present us holy. I'm thinking, you know, he said, 
Paul was talking about the, the, uh, um, him being glorified in us. What, which ones? The ones that are living in the world, still, still spotted by things. And this is this is no not coming against anybody, but but it's it's like, is he going to be glorified in that? Is he going to be glorified in me living in defeat and and failure? <laughs> and it's not that I it, it, it's not that that is inevitable for me. No, he said. If indeed you continue in the faith. So what's keeping somebody from being holy and righteous? The continuing in the faith. Continuing in what we've been given in this. Amen? Grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. Which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, became a minister. So when he's saying you, he's going to be glorified in, he's talking about those who didn't just receive it, but continued in it. Enough for it to, what, what is the passion of the Father in sending the Son? To just produce a bunch of, of weak, sickly, poor Disabled children. <laughs> no, the passion of the Father and the provision of the Father in, in, the, in the blood, in the, in, the, in the sacrifice on the cross, what was it for? Not, not, not you know, there's a purpose in holiness. There's a purpose in, in following the way of the Father. If you're going to produce the life that's going to glorify him, that's going to be part of it. And he provided that for us. Amen? So it's not something that, that we're trying to do in ourselves. No, we're just following in it. We're just taking his way and saying, I'm going to go there. Amen? He said, this was preached to everybody. But preaching alone, hearing alone, is not going to be enough. I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. But that can't just be a nice thought. That I say, oh, I'm, it's going to be okay. I can just, I can allow myself to not glorify God for a little while here or something. You know? And this is, this is not to bring condemnation. It's, it's to bring opportunity. I want to be among those that are glorifying God and his return. Amen? That we're, we're, not, we're not lacking in confidence before him because the precious thing that he provided for us, we've not allowed it to accomplish its purpose in us. Amen? It, it wasn't just to, 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 to take us out of uh, darkness into light. So that we can still be in darkness. <laughs> but so that we can walk in it. Amen. Like Patsy was saying on Sunday. You know. What's, what's our biggest thing that we can do? Not try to change things in our flesh. But to just live unto him. And it will be holiness. It will be 
established. Amen? All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That is true. My dad was right. There's a reason why we didn't play cards. And we didn't say any of those words that came close to cuss words. <laughs> we couldn't do any of that kind of stuff. And, and you know, it's precious. When the heart is right, that, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen? It, it's, it's when it becomes exclusive and you're better than somebody else that, that you know, or you, you separate yourself. And we're going to see this because the whole purpose of this old things being passed away and everything becoming new is not to elevate you, but to reconcile you and to become an agent of reconciliation. So the whole purpose, what was happening with Peter? It was God reconciling himself to a whole group of people that hadn't been able to be close to him to that point. And it required laying, laying down an old way to take up his. Amen? So uh, now all things are God's way. <laughs> Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is the way of the Father. Not bringing separation. That's why what's going on in the world, in our country today, is so anti-Christ. Creating all these different identities. Preaching separation of races. Instead of the binding together. It's not that we become blind to how each other look, but, but we embrace. And we don't, we don't start accusing. Aren't you glad that God doesn't just accuse us? He reconciles us. That comes up above anything else that I have on an agenda. Making sure. And this is kind of where I want to get to today because this is the way of God and it's, it's going to sound like something that maybe we're familiar with, but it's, it's, it's the way of God that has to change us because we are continually challenged in this, trying to separate ourselves from somebody else. We can't pray for somebody when we're looking down on them like like. And, and not wanting to be reconciled. Not wanting to, for them to be right. Amen. And we're told to pray for them, right? Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What's the ministry of reconciliation? That means that this is, this is what we're supposed to be up to. Oh, but God, I just want you to give me stuff today. I'm thankful for the blessings of God. Amen? For every promise in Christ is yes. Amen? But that's not to set me apart. It's to position me for ministry. It's to position me to bring down barriers. To not see myself because somebody is living in another lifestyle. To not see myself is, ooh, let's, let's <laughs> take a wide 
a wide path, right? Because that's not the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father is he's always wanting to reconcile. Peter said, he said, I, I, I preach this to the whole world. It's not, it's not to just some people, but it's to the whole world. Whoever, for God so loved the world that he sent his son, that whoever believes doesn't have to perish. Oh, but we still can have, the, the, it's something that, that is always trying to come in, especially, as, like I said, in the church. We have these things. Religious separation. God's wanting to say, no, my way is not going to be your way. Your natural way, you're going to have to let go of that. Amen? All right. Oh, boy. Sorry. Uh, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That means we need to, we, we need to not just own it, but we need to speak it. It needs to be something that's coming out of us, right? Yeah. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Oh, that means if Christ is going to go somewhere, he's going to go somewhere through us. <laughs> As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. This is the heart of God. Let's go to the next one. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is his way. This is what, how he's seeing everybody. Right. Let's keep going. Okay. John 13. This is Jesus talking. He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, so. And this kind of goes to my discussion with Patsy that I was I was, I was thinking, so how is God going to be seen? And you know what? Christians have a legitimate bad rap a lot of times because people see them, see us, <laughs> them. <laughs> Talk about divisions. <laughs> Those people over there. <laughs> I just thought I'd put in a little illustrated sermon there. <laughs> Uh, but, 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 but people see us as being judgmental, as separated, as, boy, you better turn or burn, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and God says, you know, the, the glorifying of Christ that is going to make God look like who he is in us, there's no going beyond love. In fact, everything else will flow out of that because it's in love. It's, it's, it's in the, the scripture that we just looked at. He didn't, he didn't look at our sin. He didn't look at something that was wrong in us. He was looking at, at reconciling us. What is that? That's love, isn't it? It's like you remove any reason to, for offense. There can be no offense, Right? It's actually a very wonderful way. Has anybody ever been offended? <laughs> no, you can say yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Man, does it burn or what? Man, it does not feel good. It's dangerous. Causes you to be separated. Causes you to think that you're better than somebody else. And to be able to declare how much better you are. Go over and over and over it. Right? And the only way you can reconcile the word of reconciliation is never going to bring up an offense. It's never going to bring up a wrong in somebody. Now, it's not that we abandon righteousness or, or justice or anything like that. But where is our heart in the middle of this? Because the glorification that is going to be seen in us of God you, it, there's no, gonna, not going to be any of it without love. Right. It's love. Amen. <laughs> and I, I told you it was going to sound kind of cliche and simple, but no. And so I, I believe this is one of the biggest challenges we have. If, there, if we're going to follow God's way, if he's leading us something that's out of our religious comfort zone and, and away from our <laughs> sacred cows... We have to get milk somewhere else. We got goat milk. We can drink some goat. We're gonna have to go somewhere else for our our nourishment. <laughs> if he's leading us somewhere else, it's gonna be for the cause of love. It's gonna be for the cause of letting go of how we. You know, I, I love the example of Paul in the New Testament, where he 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 came upon some young men that were new believers, and he. He was completely aware of the freedom from the law. And yet, in order to make sure that they were not repulsed, to make sure that there was reconciliation with them that brought them together, his understanding of what the scripture said about the law was put under love. And he said he went to the temple, submitted to a religious ceremony that was completely outside of what he knew to be necessary for the purpose of reconciliation. So God will always, he'll, he'll never take something that we have an understanding of and say, yes, use that to keep yourself separate. He'll say, no, love goes beyond that for the purpose of reconciliation. Amen? By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Amen. Oh, this, are you good? Can I keep going just a little bit? We started a little bit late, so. <laughs> so what might be our way uh, is nothing without his. And so I just, I mean, I thought I'd put this in here because when it comes to religious things, if we're not careful, Satan will use what is good for separation. Right? And it's so easy to do. We have people we're looking up to that are spiritual giants. That if you're going to be like them, you have to do this. And when you are, you're going to be above somebody else. And it's like, that's not the heart. That's not the way of God. Amen? Amen? So 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. What are those? <laughs> well, if they're not 
coordinated, they can be pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> right? If they're not, they're not in harmony, they can be pretty annoying, right? Um, so I grew up, I, I believe in, in, in the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, when, when Paul, all the, all the uh, examples in the New Testament, it says they, well, in Peter's case, when he was with Cornelius, it, it, was, it came with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And so something, I, I don't remember getting saved. I don't remember getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Sorry, but that's, that's I kind of grew up that way. You know, my, my sisters were all doing it. So, you know, you just go up to the altar, experience God, and, and it's just, it's wonderful, you know. <laughs> but that doesn't make me any better than anybody. Right. A, a gift. And though I have the gift of prophecy, oh, but we all must bow down before prophets. No. And understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am just a little bit. No. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I hear nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't raise this. Okay. <laughs> and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. What is God's way? It's love. It's not any of the other things. It's so easy to get caught up in what we're doing. Right? Even with our families, oh, I have a better way. I have a, no, <laughs> not if it's separating you from somebody else, right? Okay, I think I just have a little bit more. This is good though, right? All right, <clears throat> let me, I have one more, right? Okay, yeah. So the way that is love requires a abandonment of self. Anytime, what, what does God, God resist and what does he? And gives grace to who? There's this combination of love and humility that is a marriage that until you're married, you don't produce any children. <laughs> You don't produce any love children, <laughs> love child. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is good, isn't it? All right. <laughs> this great love is demonstrated when a person does what? Remember, was it was it Will? Uh, there was there was an old cowboy actor said he didn't meet a man that he didn't. Wasn't his friend Will uh, Will Rogers? Yeah, I think the way don't you, don't you like this is this is God's attitude towards mankind. He hasn't made one of met one of his creations that he doesn't want to reconcile. He hasn't met one, and he's saying for his heart to be accomplished on the earth. He requires us to be the ambassador of it. 
And that will require the same thing. Laying down what I feel about something for the sake of whoever. Amen? Because that's how he's looked at us. That's how we can look at them. And this is his way. Actually, I think it's the answer. Uh, 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 it sounds too simple. Can I say it more eloquently? No. It's just, it's the answer. Right? Because sometimes, you know, if it's too simple, it's, I, I already heard that. What the world needs now is love. I already heard that. Um, but it is. Amen? And you know what? It doesn't take everybody right now, but it can be me right now. And it's not going to be something that I can feel I already own because we don't own it yet. Paul said, I'm still pressing. This is the prize that Paul is pressing towards. What's been attained for him by grace, he said, I want to impart it. Amen.